Good morning and welcome back to Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection number four for the week. And what I'd like to do is take what we talked about yesterday and I'd like us to chew on it a little bit, to digest it. And when we talk about um, studying the scriptures, one of the things that we have to develop is um, the the discipline of reflection or meditation where we take the word of God and we chew on it. We think often about it. We think about some of the practical implications of that. And this, this morning, what I'd like to do is kind of do that a little bit. And then Lord willing, tomorrow, as we look at our final thoughts going into the weekend, um, we're going to really get specific with some of those things. But anyway, let's read again the text, Luke chapter 11, and I'm going to pick up in verse 40 and I'll read a section here. He says, Ye fools, did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? In verse 42, Woe unto you, Pharisees! You tithe mint and rue and all manner of herb, and pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought ye to have done. Verse number 43, Woe unto you, Pharisees, ye love the uppermost seats of the synagogue, and greetings, and in the marketplace. Verse 44, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, ye are as graves which appear not, and the men that walk over them are not aware of them. In verse 52, he says, Woe unto you, lawyers, you have taken away the key of knowledge, and have entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in ye hindered. As he said these things unto them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him vehemently and to provoke him to speak of many things, laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. Now, yesterday we talked about uh, the fundamental contentions between Christ and these individuals. And one of those issues was one of authority and another was one of identity and another was one of their passions and another was one of their practice and the consistency of it. Now, what I'd like to do is think a little more on those four pieces. They did not like to accept scripture as their final authority. Now, we may not think about, about this this way, but there are times that we fall into the same kind of trap. I think one of the ways that we do not accept the scripture as our final authority is that when we come to a passage of scripture that's very difficult, rather than digging into the text and looking at what it says and just honestly seeing how it applies and just laying it straight, what we'll often do is skip over that passage of scripture or we'll just try to um, explain it in a way that maybe is not consistent with the words that are there. Or sometimes when it comes to how we balance out issues as to what we emphasize, sometimes we emphasize not the scripture as much as our preferences, our traditions, the things that we enjoy doing. We can fall into such a trap. They did not believe that they could, or excuse me, they believed, and in error they believed this, that they could establish a strong case so that they could stand before God in their own righteousness and their own labors. Now, the, the vast majority of religions around the world, the, the difference between them is the difference between us doing something for God to find, uh, to be found um, accepted by him, or him doing something for us that settles it once and for all. 
I ask the question, your understanding of the gospel, is it a done gospel or a do gospel? And when I use the word do gospel, what I really mean is a do law. It's either law or it's gospel. Either I'm doing it so that God accepts me or he did it and he accepts me when I de depend alone on the work of Christ. And so they believed somehow they could establish their own righteousness and Jesus says, no, they can't. That third issue, they did not have the capacity, and this is an important point, to live godly lives because their religious system was powerless to give them that spiritual life. If a person is trying to live the Christian life by the power of their own flesh without being a regenerate person and the presence of the Holy Spirit, then what they're doing is a complete facade. It's hypocrisy, and it's going to fall short of real living faith in Christ, what it produces. And so their system was incapable of actually causing them to walk in holiness and righteousness. Their religious system exuded, existed to suit their short-sighted purposes and their self-centered purposes, rather than drawing them into a relationship with God that will last forever, where they will know God as he is and enjoy him forever. The system was blinding people to the truth. And ultimately, Christ had to confront that dangerous system. Well, I ask you a very simple question this morning, and I want to encourage you to think about it. Are there ways that perhaps you do not emphasize the, 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 the sufficiency of Scripture or the sola of Scripture, sola scriptura, that it is the Scripture alone, not tradition and not the interpretations of others, but it is the Scripture itself that is the final authority? Or do you fall into that category of working to establish your own righteousness and thinking somehow God will accept you because of your labors? Do you have the capacity to live in accordance with godliness because you have been regenerate and you have the Spirit of God indwelling you? Or are you a part of a short-sighted, self-centered, purposed system that's trying to know God on your own terms and walk with God on your own terms? May the Lord help us to recognize if indeed we do not have a biblical view in these areas. Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to look at our final thoughts, and I think that those final thoughts um, will be able to take all this and put it together in a practical way that will give us some things to reflect on into the weekend. Have a blessed morning, and Lord willing, we'll meet again tomorrow as we look at this passage one more time. Bye now.